Chapter Two, The Foundation. Great job! You just completed your blueprint and have taken the important first step to care about your professional career. So it is now time to implement the blueprint. After the blueprint is finalized and before any house can be built, the land must be first cleared of any trees, brush, and rocks with a bulldozer that is within the dimensions of the lot and new house. Once the land is cleared, construction can now begin. The next step in home construction, after the land is cleared and leveled, is to start digging for the basement, otherwise known as the foundation. The basement is dug in most cases with a backhoe, in preparation for the concrete block to be laid for the foundation of the house. It only makes sense for a house or physical structure to have a solid foundation before installing the subfloor plywood, etc. If the foundation is not solid, then the safety inspector cannot deem the house safe to move into, and a new homeowner would have to wait until the home building code is met before they can safely move in. Many parallels can be drawn between the construction of a home and setting you up for a successful career in the workforce, no matter what industry you are interested in joining and adding value to. As a new home must have a solid foundation, you also must have a solid foundation. The foundation in the house of you includes several elements. First, I will list each element, and then I will go into greater detail to flush out the specific details. The foundation in the house of you includes constructing and having a fresh cover letter, resume. LinkedIn profile and clean additional social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. For starters, it is a good idea to understand or begin to understand your strengths and the areas in which you can add value to an organization. Why? Because knowing and understanding your strengths is a key factor in determining whether you are a good fit for a position. It is uncommon for you as a job applicant to be a fit for each and every position a company posts, so it is okay to determine the target positions that you are a fit for, so you will not lose precious time searching and applying to positions that are not a fit. Being a fit for a job opening means that an education and/or skills you have earned and possess match what a job description includes. For example. If you have a marketing degree and enjoyed the marketing you did for projects at school and/or during an internship, a potential position fit might be a job description that includes a requirement for the applicant who has earned a bachelor's degree in marketing and enjoys doing that work on a daily basis. On the other hand, if you have that same marketing background we just discussed. And the job description states that the company posting the open position is interested in applicants who enjoy working with numbers and have an accounting degree. You would not be a good fit for the open position. So, what do you look at to guide you on what fields and job openings would be a good fit for you? We want to contain all this pertinent information about your strengths, education. Internships and volunteer experience in the form of a cover letter and resume. It is a good rule of thumb to formulate and complete the resume first and the cover letter second. 
One of the reasons behind this line of thinking is that the cover letter will be drawing highlights from your resume. While you will be modifying your cover letter for each position you apply for, your resume will be more static, remaining the same unless you obtain new education, skills, and or experience to update the resume. For example, you may apply to five unique positions at different companies and will want to include a different cover letter for each position but wish to include the same resume. Additionally, you'll want to include company-specific information in your cover letter, such as a company name and physical address, street, city, state, and zip code. You will not want to have the company name and address for position 1 at company A on an application for position 2 at company B, would you? No, you would not. Also, job postings may seek slightly different skill sets, and you would want to include your specific skills and experience as they relate to each job posting. For example, position one at company A uses terminology such as negotiation skills and deal closing in the job description. In your cover letter for position one, you'd want to make sure that you include your skills and experiences as they relate to negotiation and deal closing. Position two at company B, however, does not use such terminology, and therefore you would not want to include those skills and experience in your cover letter for that position. This is why it is important to interchange your skills and experience based off of each job posting you choose to apply to. It may sound like a lot of work to prepare a polished cover letter and resume free of grammatical errors, or you may think the hiring manager should just hire you because you applied. There are several reasons why hiring managers need to see your cover letter and resume along with the other applicants. First, the cover letter and resume shows your prospective employer what education, skills, and experience you are bringing to the table versus other applicants. Your cover letter and resume are two distinct but related methods that are universal tools for applicants, human resources, and or hiring managers to make the call whether or not an applicant is a good fit for the open position. At this point, you may be wondering how to get started on your cover letter and resume. The good news is, if you are still in school and or have already graduated from college and belong to an alumni association, all you need to do is to contact the Career Services Department at your school for their cover letter and resume services. Utilizing Career Services will help in a couple of ways. First, Career Services has seen a variety of cover letters and resumes from all fields of study, so they have a great idea of what format to use, what information you should include, and in what order. Secondly, the service is free. The key here is that if you utilize a service that may be a word-of-mouth recommendation from a friend or family member, you could be looking at spending hundreds of dollars on their services. I know I have, but if you have not or are not planning to go to school, you are still in luck. In that case, you may also want to reach out to a local college or university to see if they would be willing to help you out or if they may have a low-cost alternative. 
If that route does not come together, then I would reach out to your friends and family to see if they may know someone in the human resources discipline that can help you out. If all those avenues turn out to be dead ends, then I would Google cover letter and resume service. You may also want to add the geographic location that you would like this service to be located near. You may live in North Carolina, but the service with the best reputation may be located in New York. Think about your comfort level and the ability to meet your cover letter and resume specialist face-to-face -face versus meeting in a virtual setting. One word of caution before paying for any service, I would ask for three references of past clients that you could contact. If the individual is reluctant or unwilling to provide you with this information, I would move on. This could be a potential scam. If you contact those references and see examples of the work this individual completed for them, and it looks like something you would be happy with, then I would move forward in the process. Another question I would also ask is how long the cover letter and resume process will take. 30 days? 3 months? Because there may be a job posting you'd like to apply to in the next 30 days, and if your cover letter and resume will not be finished for 3 months, that particular time frame will not work for you. Timing is an easy area to overlook. And some individuals are surprised when the cover letter and resume takes longer than they expect. I always err on the side of caution. My thought process is, if I ask for and receive an estimated project completion date, it helps me to be proactive with other areas of my job search process. At the conclusion of this chapter, I have included a couple of workbook pages that you can fill out and take in when you visit with your career service department friend that is an HR representative, cover letter and resume specialist, or consulting service that will guide your individual cover letter and resume process. LinkedIn is yet another tool that you should maximize to the fullest. LinkedIn is a social media platform for companies and professionals to engage each other regarding company information and news and job openings. If you are not familiar with LinkedIn, it is similar in nature to the Facebook social media platform, but it is intended for professionals and provides further information on work experience, skills, and networking groups across all industries. LinkedIn is free to join, but has an available premium upgrade option for a nominal monthly fee. The free version is what I use but it is up to you if you feel the premium upgrade would be more beneficial to you and your needs. I'm covering LinkedIn at this point because the main objective of creating and maintaining a LinkedIn profile is to complement your cover letter and resume. You may be asking yourself, why can I not just create a cover letter and resume and call it a day? That is a great question, but as someone who has recruited, hired, and developed professionals, I can attest that the LinkedIn profile is just as important as the cover letter and resume. Another benefit of having a completed LinkedIn profile is that when proactively sourcing for candidates to fill open positions, recruiters use LinkedIn as a source. There are specific tools and solutions available for companies to search, screen, and contact LinkedIn members in an effort to network and find qualified candidates for their positions. For example, let us assume you apply for a job which I am the hiring manager. 
Included in your application submission are your basic contact information, cover letter, and resume. When the job posting closes for applicants to apply, I have received 10 applicants, one being you, for the open position. So what do I do once the position closes? I begin reviewing each of the 10 applicants' submitted application, cover letters, resumes, and their LinkedIn profiles. You may be asking why a hiring manager would do that. The reason I and many other hiring managers utilize LinkedIn is because it is another data point to determine whether or not we want to move a job applicant through the hiring process. One of the key areas we hiring managers look at with regards to LinkedIn is whether or not an applicant has a profile that is up to date. If the job applicant has a LinkedIn profile that is up to date, the information listed in their profile should be consistent with their cover letter and resume. You'd be surprised at how many times the cover letter and resume do not match with an applicant's LinkedIn profile. If you were a hiring manager, what would you be thinking if this happened? You may be thinking, is this the same individual that applied for this position? Did they embellish accomplishments on their cover letter and resume? Or on the flip side, did the applicant embellish their education and or accomplishments on their LinkedIn profile? As an applicant, the last thing you want is to have a hiring manager begin questioning you and your integrity before an interview even takes place. In my experience, one of two things happens if there are inconsistencies. One, I put this applicant into the pass pile, or two, I put the applicant into the maybe pile. What is the maybe pile? The maybe pile is reserved for applicants that have raised questions as to whether they should continue in the hiring process, but have enough attributes that I am looking for in the position. Some applicants in the maybe pile move forward and some do not. Make sure you do your best to not end up in the maybe pile due to a misunderstanding. I will reiterate that at the end of the day, you do not want any HR representative and or hiring managers having questions about your integrity. Would you want to hire an individual that lacks integrity if you were in the shoes of the hiring manager? I know that I do not want to go down that road. Cover letters, resumes, and LinkedIn profiles are controllable meaning we are all responsible for creating and modifying the content that is viewable in these tools, whereas impressions from others about us are uncontrollable, meaning we cannot control anyone other than ourselves. You may not get every job you apply for, but if you limit ambiguity about the things you can control, you will be in a much better position for success in all areas of your life, especially in the workforce. Building off the importance of LinkedIn, so too is it important to have clean, additional social media platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I will cover this area in two ways, before employment and during employment. Before employment is the time before you become an employee at a company, while during employment is a time while you are a paid employee at a given company. A paid employee at a given company can also be referred to as an active employee. Having a clean social media presence is another controllable element where you control the information that is projected and viewable to others. 
As the job market has become more competitive over time, some hiring managers and HR representatives have begun taking an applicant's social media presence into account when considering them for potential employment. I will keep this section brief by stating that it is in your best self-interest to not post anything on social media that you would not be comfortable having a hiring manager and or HR representative view. This also includes during the time you're an active employee at a company. More than once, an employee has gone home after a workday and posted a negative statement about their manager, colleague, or company in general on social media to find themselves coming into work the next day and being told they are no longer an employee of the company. Once again, control what you can control and do not expend time, energy, or resources worrying about what you cannot control. Take some time to get started on your foundation with the following cover letter and resume preparation worksheet. Cover letter and resume preparation worksheet. Please list the following. Primary and secondary education. Strengths that translate to the workforce. Technical skills, for example, project management, data management, and analytics, social media experience. Key projects worked on and deliverables. Industries of interest. Internship experience. Organization and skills gained. For example, project management, negotiation, cross-functional team management, and volunteer experience. 